customer experience. It's what sets some of the best companies apart from the rest. Yet it can often be very hard to achieve. Tune in every other month as we uncover the secrets behind great customer experience. This is Experience Better, the CX Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Fisick. I'm the Senior Vice President of Business Development and Mergers and Acquisitions, and I will be the host for this episode. Uh, back in uh, February of 2021, our partners from MasterCard joined us to have a chat about their their enhanced bill pay solutions, which uh, which is called the MasterCard Bill Pay Exchange. Um, through MasterCard BPX, um, consumers can easily pay their bills directly from their banks and provide a better bill uh, bill pay experience for banks, billers, and and ultimately the consumers. Through this solution, uh, MasterCard has made the bill pay experience we think more transparent simple, consistent, ultimately removing, you know, key pain points um, for consumers who are increasingly moving to like a mobile first payment solution. So on this episode, I'm joined by Bill DeSimone, the Vice President of Bill Pay at MasterCard. He's joining us to talk about how MasterCard has transformed the Bill Pay experience together. So great to have you on the show, Bill. Uh, it's great to be here, Mark. Thanks for having me. And uh, let's be fair, it's really how we're transforming the bill pay space together because Cooper's been a great partner with us along this journey so far. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, last time we spoke to MasterCard on this podcast, the, the focus on, was on the benefits of bank bill pay as well as the shift towards you know digitalization. So help me understand, how has MasterCard evolved the bill pay experience since then and ultimately how do you anticipate the bill pay space to drive additional value, let's say over the next, you know, in the, in the near term, two to three years? Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah. So over the last few years, what we've really been focusing on is talking to and listening to all the players in the ecosystem, meaning billers, meaning billing service providers like Kubra, meaning banks and meaning consumers. Uh, and what we really try to do is evolve our approach based on both the needs that folks have today, as well as where we anticipate those needs evolving over the next two, three, five, ten years. Um, I think said simply, what we're really focusing on is is prioritizing uh, cleaning up three things. So one is payments, making it easier for payments to happen. Two is authenticating the, the customer, um, which will uh, benefit both consumers and billers and banks, all three, I guess. Uh, and making the processes cleaner. And then the last is having that presentment happen in the consumer's bank account so that they don't have to go to a million places to see their, their statements. They can see it all in, all in one place. So one of the things we are building upon is our RPPS platform. This has been in place for three decades now. Uh, it has access to virtually every bank in the U.S. 95% of consumers use a bank account at one of those banks. Um, has 190,000 biller endpoints. Uh, on top of that, we've been rolling out Bill Pay Exchange, which is what we spoke to you about a few years ago. And with that platform, we're really helping to bring presentment into the Bill Pay channel. We're helping to, to link accounts better and really make that process much cleaner for consumers. Um, and then the last piece of this really, as we to your question, is as we look over the next few years, I think today it is largely large billers that take advantage of this. 
Um, and I think as we as we work with Kubernetes, and as we work with other companies in this space, we're really focusing on bringing mid-market and smaller billers on and making it more accessible to that to that group as well. Bill, the, you know, RPPS, I mean, it's a juggernaut, right? No question as far as like market share goes and leveraging that platform and that market share, I think it is obviously a, it's a wise strategy. Um, evolution of, of a product or a platform is, is crucial and key to gaining more adoption and market traction. So it's great to see that you're investing uh, in all those areas. You know, given the current economic markets, right, there's, there's quite a bit of turbulence. There has been this, you know, prevalence towards biller direct payments. Do you believe the industry will continue to invest in bank bill pay? And if not, you know, why not and should they? Yeah, so I think they absolutely will continue to invest. Uh, we just did a survey, a study with payments.com uh, where we talked to a number of financial professionals inside of companies. And what they told us is 68% of them said that in the next 12 months, they expect to make changes to their platforms, their services and products that enable uh, enable bill payment. Uh, so there seems to definitely be some momentum there. And, and in the conversations I have with billers, that, that certainly gets backed up. Um, I think they've got a lot of reason to. I think overall, um, one is banks, billers, billing service providers, everybody benefits when payments are made electronically versus a paper check in a sense. Um, whether that be the consumer actually putting a check in the mail or because of some some pain points in the in the bill pay platform today that those payments instead of getting sent electronically get sent to check. So I think as banks and billers look at this, they'll continue to invest in that space. Um, and consumers have told us all that they want to make payments where they want to make payments. They don't want to be forced into one channel or another. Um, but when they're in those channels, they want to make sure they can have confidence that the payments are sent correctly to the right account, to the right place, received and credited to them. And I think all the investments that, that we're talking to folks about all support kind of delivering on that. Um, in terms of the economic environment and some of uh, why now, uh, there's a couple of things going on. First, first and foremost is in the last year, about 62% of U.S. consumers either missed a payment entirely or made a partial payment. And that's across all payment types, all utilities, all insurance, all, all industries. Um, when we focus in on utilities, we do see uh, it's even starker, right? Right now, 20% of U.S. consumers are behind on payments, and that's a combination of inflation as well as kind of the removal of the moratoriums that were that were put on during uh, during the pandemic lockdowns, um, and then as we look at the impact of that, utilities are, are reporting in their annual reports that their write-offs are three, four, five times higher than they were pre-pandemic, um, making it easier for consumers to make payments. Will hopefully mean that they'll make them actually be able to make the payments uh, and and get those write-offs back down to a kind of pre-pandemic range. I mean, Bill, in any study, when when you when you see a, an outcome where the vast majority are ex, you know expecting or you know executing on innovation, I mean, it, it's great to hear and it's great to see. Um, I think we're excited to see what the that momentum will bring to bear to the markets, which is great. And as far as the the stats around, you know, the missed, you know, in the utility space, you know, missed bill payments or partial payments or delinquency. Um, we're seeing and hearing the same issues as you know, we're very strong in the utility sector. 
when it comes to bank bill paying, um, what are some of the most significant pain points you hear from consumers and billers, which hopefully will alleviate and eliminate some of the, you know, some of those high delinquency rates with, you know, that, that you've seen within your study. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say as a baseline, bill pay, bank bill pay works today. It's just not the most efficient process. Uh, as a result, the, the pain to consumers is, is not insignificant. Uh, in that same study I was referencing, 60% of consumers complained about the process and about the, the challenges with it. Um, first and foremost, it is very much a manual process today, right? So consumers go in, they start typing in the name of their biller. Hopefully it pops up because they're in a directory, but if it's not, then the biller, then the consumer, excuse me, has to finish the name of the biller, type in the mailing address. Um, they, in all cases, have to type in their account number, but it's a manual entry with, with really no data validation. So if I type in my account number is 12345, and instead it's 123456, um, that biller is still going to get paid and they're going to get it. They're going to probably get a paper check because I typed in the wrong length of account number. Um, and now the biller is going to have to figure out what to do with it. Um, add in the fact that there's very little presentment happening today. So as a consumer, I have to go in and log in to my to the biller's website or I have to go find it in my email or go find it on my kitchen table where my bills are stacked up. Um, and that's just that's just difficult. It'd be much easier for me as a consumer if everything was in one place. Um, payments take time, right? You'll see there's all sorts of trends with faster payments going on now. Those are those are coming. Um, but right now it's three to five days or seven or more days if it's a paper check. And then the last piece is I press send and I don't really know that the biller received my payments until the next month's statement because I do not get a confirmation today. So the next statement I see it was credited, that's great. Um, but other than that, I don't really know what's happening. And then on the biller side, the impact of those pain points really hits the biller which is one, um, again, if I've typed in the wrong number, typed in the wrong account number, when the payment gets to the biller, they won't know where to apply it. So they've got to do a manual reconciliation. Um, in the process of that happening, and combined with the fact that you haven't um, provided a, a confirmation to me as a consumer, I might call. And now I'm taking customer service call time to, to, to deal with me. Um, th this isn't specific to bill pay, but we know that uh, JD Power just did release something that said, that utility customer satisfaction is down 17% in the last year. I don't know that that's bill pay related, but certainly improving the process and improving customer satisfaction would hopefully go hand in hand. And then the last thing is, you know, sending paper is expensive, right? It's exp uh, and so being able to deliver the, the paper electronically, not paper, but deliver the statement electronically into the bank account will save billers um, in the long run. I mean, we all know overall customer experience you know, drives repeat usage and traction, right? Um, the beauty of the world that we live in is that, you know, we drive for a constant evolution. And, you know, that, that, that mantra for constant evolution to customer experience will certainly drive more uh, adoption and usage. And as a, as a partner, we value partners who continue to invest in tech and people for, for product evolution. So it's great to hear. Um, do some consumers prefer to use bank bill pay, the bill pay, bank bill pay channel, rather than the biller's website to pay their bills? You know, can you share a little bit, you know, how you see this changing over time? 
um, and any any insights into you know the folks that are on bank bill pay. You know, I'm assuming they're they're continuing to use bank bill pay. So, absolutely, um, consumers are choosing bank bill pay, but it will never be a full replacement for bill or direct. Uh, I think those will live side by side. Uh, you know, when we talk to consumers, what we hear from them is that 59% of consumers are looking for a one-stop shop where they can make all their payments in one place, right? Nobody gets out of bed in the morning and says, I get to make bill payments today. Uh, they just want it to be simple and easy um, and, have a, and have a great experience while doing it. Um, and this is kind of where bank bill pay comes in. It's a nice aggregated space. Um, on top of that, what consumers uh, who choose that for, one of the things they choose it for is security uh, and data security, right? So they know that the bank already has their payment information. They already have their account number. Um, in this way, when they make their payment, all the bank is getting is just, this is Bill D. Simone's account. And this, is, this is how much he's paying against it, um, which not only benefits consumers, but actually benefits the billers as well, because they're not, they're not being exposed to that data. Um, and I would suspect that, you know, as we make the improvements, as we transform this space together, we'll start to see usage move away from paper checks and away from, you know, again, people calling in with their uh, with their card numbers and move to use this channel once it is really as efficient as it as it can be. I mean, it sounds utopic, right? Like one place to pay your bills, you know, like, you know, like everyone in, in, is, you know, in the, in the global space, there's these super apps that are out there, which, you know, I think they're going to gain traction in the U.S. and Canada at some point. But it sounds it sounds utopic. And uh, um, I think obviously with the enhancements that you're making and and we are making collectively, um, you know, we'll hopefully see that uh, we'll hopefully see even greater adoption. Um, manual reconciliation of checks can be extremely costly to billers and is often a top pain point in the billing process. Um, how is MasterCard involved in minimizing check usage and eliminating these pain points? Um, you know, if I ask, you know, if I asked my kids what's a check, they, they you know, they, they'd look dumbfounded. So, you know, it, it's still relevant, but can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So first is, yeah, manual reconciliation would be the opposite of utopia today. So hopefully we can get more towards, uh, towards that. Uh, I think the real big thing that MasterCard does in this space, is in, in this, especially in this bill pay channel, is, is enabling consumers to link their accounts, right? When we talk to billers, their number one complaint is manual reconciliation, that it takes time and it causes errors and it causes customer problems. Um, the way that we are fixing this is that when a consumer, and I, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, is when a consumer logs in, if they type in one, two, three, four, five, instead of one, two, three, four, five, six, the, the bank is sending that information to us at MasterCard. We are sending that on to, if it's a Kubra customer, to Kubra, who is checking that account number against it. So Bill D. Simone types in one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, we send that to you. The biller comes back and says, I don't have a Bill D. Simone at one, two, three, four, five, six. We send that information back to the bank. It says, this is not a good link. Bill can now look at his statement and say, oh, I realize I typed my number in incorrectly. Maybe he didn't have his glasses on. Myself, threes and eights are confusing. So now I'm like, oh, it's one, two, eight, five, six, four, five, six. Great. Now I send it back. Now Kubra's biller says, uh, yes, this is correct. Bill Simone has that account number. And now going forward, that 
that reconciliation won't have to happen. Whereas every time I made a payment with that account number, someone would have to look at it and apply it to the right account. Now we fixed it right now. We fixed it with the system. It's not even manual anymore. And now the accounts uh, uh, is a nice clean uh, relationship going forward. So Billy, here's your, here's your chance to share, you know, a bit of your elevator pitch, right? Your little elevator speech. Um, how does MasterCard BPX benefit both billers and consumers? And why with all of the omni-channel solutions that are out there, you know, why should consumers use MasterCard Bill Pay Exchange? Like it's I mentioned this in one of my just one of the previous meetings, like, you know. Imagine I'm in an interview process and I'm interviewing many people here. Like, why should I or a consumer choose MasterCard Bill Pay Exchange versus other omnichannel experiences? That is a great question. Uh, I will say, first and foremost, is the consumer doesn't even know that they're using MasterCard Bill Pay Exchange, right? We sit in the background to the consumer there saying, I'm choosing to use my bank, and they get a, a pleasant surprise, I guess, when they have this, this enhanced process for, for MasterCard Bill Pay Exchange uh, participants. I would say from a consumer perspective, it's really about simple, right? We're, we are simplifying the channel. We are making it easier for them to make payments. We're building up their confidence that their payments are received because in this world, uh, when I send that payment in, instead of getting nothing back or getting a confirmation back from my bank that they have received my that they've received the, the request to make the payment you actually will get a request directly from the biller that says bill thanks for making your payment your confirmation is one two three and that account will get credited much more quickly and so for consumers if you think about it in different different segments for consumers that are making payments at the last minute because they're in that 20 percent that are struggling or the 62 percent that are making partial payments, they'll now be able to make the payments much closer to the due date. They'll be able to do it with confidence because they will get a payment back, um, a payment confirmation back, excuse me, right away. So I think that's that's a lot of the really big uh, benefits here to the consumers because, you know, especially if in the utility space, if they don't want to get their lights turned off, knowing that the payment is there, that's, that's a, a big confidence booster. For folks that are, you know, making uh, other payments, that is a quick, funny story. I think it's funny. My brother-in-law, not so much. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Uh, he made a payment. It wasn't a linked uh, payment. It was just inside of his bank bill pay. And instead of paying uh, a his credit card bill, which was you know, a month's worth, worth of spending for his entire family, he accidentally paid that money to his water company, which was like about a $200 bill. So this very large payment went to the wrong place. Because there was no link, there was no confirmation he had no idea it happened until he got his next statement and realized that he had a you know, four-figure credit from, from his water company and had to figure out where that came from. All those kind of issues go away. So regardless of where you are, uh, which segment you're in, there are benefits there. Um, and then on the, you know, on the biller side, you know, you're, you're, you're reaping all those benefits to your consumers and then you're also getting more electronic payments, more less paper statements getting sent out, all those, all those good things. Yeah, so Bill, great, great elevator pitch first off. Secondly, tell your brother next time he sees a Mark Visa credit card, Bill, just <laughs> hit pay. No questions asked. Okay. I will see if I can get him to link that for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
tell me how can billers and or consumers learn more about MasterCard um, BPX? Um, you know, what are what can financial institutions and billers do to further educate themselves or others on these uh, these offerings? Yeah, I would say there's there's three main ways you can do it today. So first is uh, if you go to mastercard.com slash bill pay solutions, you'll see information about uh, about bill pay exchange as well as the other bill pay solutions we have done. Uh, second, I've referenced over our discussion here, uh, payments.com, which for those who don't go there is the word payments without any vowels in it. Um, you can find the studies that, that I've been talking about today in much more detail. We've really only scratched the service. And then for uh, Kuber customers, uh, you can talk to your CSM because they are well educated on bill pay exchange. That's great. Um, let me ask you, what are you most excited for this year for bank bill pay? And what do you expect as you look to the future? Um, you know, are there any, I'm going on a little bit, but are there any like goals that you've established within your corporate entity, you know, which will be representative of the success? So, you know, I'm curious that, you know, how can our clients help and achieve in driving some of the change in these bank bill pay processes? So love to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you're excited about and what we yeah. can do to help. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things. I think first is I tend to think long-term and then work backwards. So in the case of what our corporate goals are here is we want to build up the bill pay exchange uh, similar to how we built up the credit card network, right? And we really want to get it so that every biller is on and every consumer is on. And we've, you know, as you said in, the, in your intro, as we've transformed the space entirely. Um, what that means in the long-term is that we've got a virtual circle, circle built, right? Which is... Uh, banks and billers investing to improve the channels, which makes consumers realize it's a great place to go. They stop mailing paper checks, which has all those benefits that we talked about. Um, they stop calling into biller call centers, all those pieces, which then encourages the banks and the billers to invest even further in the channel and get closer to the utopia that you described. Um, that is a journey to get there. So you asked about this year. I think this year I really want to see us bring uh, as many billers onto the network as we can. Now, I'm, I'm the biller guy. There's a bank side guy. So his, if he answered that question, he might say he want to bring all the banks on. But for me personally, I want to bring as many billers onto the network as we can as we get to uh, get closer and closer to that utopia. Hey, Bill, those are those are all great goals, and I'm excited about the the prospects for you. So I, we we sincerely appreciate your valuable insights. Um, but before we let you go. We we asked this question, you know, for all of our guests. As you might know, Cooper's tagline is corporate tagline is like experience better. Um, so can you share us a story about a time and an incident or at an event where you personally had a fantastic or a bad customer experience? Yeah, I, I will say, and this is this is recent. This is in the last two weeks. And it could have been a bad experience and it started as a bad experience, but thanks to great customer service, it ended up being a, a very good experience, which is, and it's, and it's a, and it's a basic one, right? I was in a restaurant with my wife, my daughter, my daughter's friend, Italian restaurant, nothing too fancy. Uh, and we ordered our meals. Um, I don't remember whether the waitress wrote down the order or not, or she had it in her, in her head, but you know, a few minutes later, the meals come out, 
my my wife, my daughter, her friend, they all get their meals. There's no food for me. Um, she says, oh, I'm so sorry. The, the kitchen's a little backed up. You know, 10 minutes pass. My family is mostly done eating their food. Uh, when my food finally comes out, um, my wife tells me that the, the manager was watching our table over our shoulder the whole time. I, I had no idea. Um, but very nice said, I'm so, so sorry about this. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to take care of your dessert. We're going to take care of your coffee or tea. Um, the manager came over right after very apologetically, honestly, overdid it. I was not that upset. I, you know, I was I was not yelling. I was just sitting patiently waiting. Um, but the overcorrection of the mistake was the definition of experience better. Right. I felt really good about that restaurant when I left. Um, we don't go out super often, but I can assure you that that will be near the top of our rotation as we kind of keep going. Yeah, Bill. So after this call, you're gonna have to send me the link or you know the restaurant that you went to. That sounds uh, that sounds like a nice spot that you went to. Thanks for taking the time to share your insights, uh, your knowledge on this episode. It really has been a pleasure. Pleasure has been all mine, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Have a good one. That's all for Experience Better, the CX podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send us your questions and continue the conversation with us on Twitter or Facebook or at Kubraway. That's K-U-B-R-A-W-A-Y or on LinkedIn at Kubra. Experience Better, the CX podcast is presented by Kubra. Goodbye for now, and I hope you experience better.